Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Run from the Postman. (laughs) I love it so much. It all makes sense now. Because it's conspiracy theories this week. Conspiracy is real. Yes, running from the Postman. The Postman. They're all in on it. They're all in on it. Well, we'll find out what they're all in on later on in the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, That title given to us by Jeff Beard. Thank you for that title Uh, on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. And you can also find us on Twitter as well, at Life's a Pitch show. So, conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're doing doing those this week. Yeah, we got got all sorts. We got They Live. We got uh, Born Identity. We've got uh, the... Big conspiracy. Lebowski. That one? Big Lebowski, of big course. Lebowski. Yeah, big conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, imagine, imagine, imagine Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but from the perspective of the head teacher. <laughs> and and you've got yourself a conspiracy. Film. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, in addition, all, there's all sorts of conspiracy theory uh, theory movies out there. Conspiracy thriller movies out there. Yeah. We watched um, The Invisible Man last night. Yeah. Or I watched most of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I skipped out basically the second act because it was all too stressful for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. It's, uh, it's, I don't think it's a conspiracy movie. I think it's kind of like there's, there's a conspiracy between two people and yeah. their abuse of the systems that could keep people from believing you. Fair. That's it's, fair. It's, it's one of those weird trust ones. Yeah. But anyway... That's, it's a it's a it's a it's a genre flush with potential. Yes, yeah, and uh, we're going to do that right now, where we uh, pitch some more movies based around titles people give us. And let me tell you, Tom, none of these are going to get made. You know why? Yeah. Taps side of nose. It's bloody conspiracy in Hollywood, isn't it? Oh yeah, Hollywood conspiracy. Conspiring to keep us out, pushing us down because yeah. we've got all the ideas. Yeah, they all just... the ideals too radical for for, <laughs> the, for the American the public. Safe for the safe Hollywood space. For the white picket fences yeah, of America. We're the, we're the truth tellers in this situation. From Jeremy N. L. Kayam, we've got Please Don't. Please Don't. Yeah. This <laughs> sounds. It's. I think uh, we, we need to make uh, it a situation where that phrase is so loaded it, it's it's tension. jordan peele's third movie <laughs> please, please get, don't get out us and, and please, please don't, don't. <laughs> <clears throat> so you arrange those words around and get a sentence. <laughs> so how do you get to a situation where the words please don't are loaded with so much threat and tension that like that would be if you hear that oh you might be done for yeah I'm thinking, I'm thinking, right, Snowden. Yeah. Right. Played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt as he was in, in the film about Snowden. Sure. This is only for the first scene. Like, uh, Snowden is 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 about to press enter 
to to do WikiLeaks or whatever. Yeah. And I I know for a fact he wasn't WikiLeaks. <laughs> he wasn't WikiLeaks but no. for for this film being historically <laughs> accurate, which is like yeah, he's WikiLeaks as well. It's WikiLeaks. Yeah. It's, it's... It just basically it just says whistleblowing leaks. <laughs> whistleblowing leak person. It's just, he's just they're just about to about to press return. Yeah. On the file that says whistleblowing leaks file. Yeah. <laughs> whistleblowing leaks. Lol. And there's uh, a picture of a leak. <laughs> Blowing a whistle. Far fetched. Yeah, it's far fetched. Far fetched with a a, uh, coach's whistle. Yeah. Um, And uh, and just as he's about to press the the enter button, it comes up on the screen. Please don't. (laughs) Okay. And then he does it, and then immediately his house is bombed. Wow. Like a drone flying overhead, and um, and I think we uh, we cut to. Harrison Ford, okay, detective, CIA man, uh, because we we know the CIA is uh, is not a part of the FBI, mm-hmm. who are shutting down, uh, shutting down these people. The FBI, okay. are the bad guys. CIA, are good guys in this one. Gotcha. Um, oh no, 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 they're both bad guys. Uh, Harrison Ford is a local police detective, okay, who sees that. There's now a crater where Edward Snowden's house was. <laughs> he's like, he's like on the beat, just sort of like. Ah, <laughs> he's just driving past, and then yeah. boom, <laughs> and he like calls it in. Yeah, and then it like they're like, okay, no worry, get get out of there, and we'll uh, we'll bring people in. He's like, shouldn't I help anyone? And they're, they're yeah. like, nope. And then he and then he well he, he calls he calls in uh, for backup, and then uh, and then and then he sees this USB drive. This explosion-proof USB drive, uh, sort of in the rubble, and he's yeah. like, "This is interesting." Yeah, I'll, um, I'll keep that for evidence. Puts it in a clear plastic yeah, yeah, bag, yeah. And, uh, and I'm thinking, the CIA, after the CIA are looking for it because they've just they've just turned up. Well, I think he would in this position. He would give that to them, right? Yeah. Whereas what you have to do is have them all turn up and shut him out. Yeah, yeah. Immediately yeah. and threateningly, and and what happens is as he's like. I let me let me I, I I saw this. Can you? And they're like, please don't. Yeah. Right. And he's like, what do you mean? And, and then someone behind him with a big gun says, please don't, sir. Yeah. And uh, and so the the plot really is about Harrison Ford trying to track down that that USB drive. Yeah. Because he's like, uh, Snow was quite a nice bloke. Like we used to play pool together down at the local <laughs> bar. Local American diner, uh, yep. and uh, and I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, what's what's the conspiracy theory? What what was the WikiLeaks of it all? See, I like I had a, um, I think we f- have to frame this in a situation where whoever's in charge of mm. the, the the government, you know, the president or whatever, is someone with a lot of like, um, this world they've got to have a lot of like pet peeve sort of things, mm. like. Um, uh, if you pick your nails, then you go to jail. Mm. It all rhymes. I quite like the idea that none of the wars are actually happening. Yeah, it's all being conducted on sort of American soil. Okay, like like sort of. Um, they're all like, they're falsifying it. Falsifying wars, sort of uh, doing a whole kind of like Hollywood thing. Okay, where they're all the all the footage and everything like that, and uh, all the all the troops are being brainwashed. And everything like that, and uh, and Harrison Ford's town's next. 
and where oh, and, and we've got to decide where they're going you know when they ship your baby out to to the war yeah where are they going yeah well what's being done with them i think that's what the that's what this is mm. um uh and it's alien food isn't it <laughs> is it alien food it's alien food yeah yeah and i'm thinking uh harrison ford obviously at the precipice of this um Roger Allen is is like you. Uh, you found the conspiracy. <laughs> He's British. Uh- <laughs> That's it. It's the British. They were like many years ago mm. when uh, it was after after Blair. Yeah. After like the Iraq War and stuff. Yeah. The the British in this alternate timeline yeah. decided that enough was enough and decided to install Roger Allen as a shadow uh, like president. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, actor Roger Allen yeah. was the shadow president. And, and I saw him in V for Vendetta and was like, he's got, he's he's good. And it was, it was they only had one chance at this, right? Yeah. And the way it worked is this. They had to, um, they'd, they'd been doing tests on um, this guy, Roger Allen, who could uh, suggest things to people and they would be way more likely to take that on board, mm. right? And they'd only been successful with one person. They had to send Roger Allen and no one else. They didn't have anyone else, yeah, yeah. right? And they got one chance at this as the as the new president's being installed, right? Yeah. And so Roger Allen's like starts off being like, "Well, we should probably uh, uh, stop doing wars." And the president's like, "But if we stop doing wars, then how will we make money? How will we make money?" Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, we could pretend we were doing wars." Um, and then and then, but as it goes on, Roger Allen starts to have more and more like particular things mm. that he doesn't like people to do yeah. like you know like scuffing their shoes or like not holding doors open for stuff yeah. and so he starts like um putting out like this in in the um in in kind of like or government advertising and stuff it's it's got stuff like uh, stuff encoded like please don't being his being his thing and so like all police's you know, they've got their body cams and stuff. Yeah, yeah. All of that is loaded with a thing where if they say the code word, please don't, yeah. a recording of Roger Allen goes, please don't, it's yeah. imperceptibly uh, over it so that they start obeying whatever it, whatever it is they do. Yeah, and uh, and Harrison Ford's going to shut all this down. Yeah. He's got to the bottom of it. Yeah, and... Uh, and and, uh, and then suddenly on a, on a big screen uh, comes, uh, comes these shock troopers um, at Harrison Ford's house with his family. Yeah, uh, and it just goes. Please don't. Mm. <laughs> one of them is Tim Curry for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, one of the shock troopers. Please they're all British. Don't. They're all British villains. <laughs> Please don't, Harrison Ford. <laughs> It'd be very, very uh, unfortunate for your family. Who's like my family? Uh, That's all I, a normal American, care about. And then he he's, uh, he pushes the button. Yeah. He pushes the button to do what? We don't know. <laughs> he leaks the, the things. He leaks the things. and, uh, and it, it's, uh, it's, it's a big broadcast that says, please do. There we go. Needs some work. It's but, called uh, Go Right Ahead, the next one. <laughs> and the third one is Make My Day. <laughs> From my waste of talent, we've got the dangerous part of the bullet is the bullet part of the bullet. <laughs> How do you make this a conspiracy, <laughs> eh? <laughs> I don't know. 
it's always a challenge week by week. It's a firearm safety uh, teacher yeah. played by um, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick is a firearm safety officer who goes around checking if people are using guns properly. Mm-hmm. Um and it's basically her infiltrating an NRA-esque organization or realizing that the NRA are teaching people to use guns wrong. Yeah. Like, she's going around and she's, she gets to this one place in America where people just are doing it wrong and they all have the same misconceptions about how to use guns. Um, but it's a perfectly safe part of America. There's no crime at all. Yeah. Right? And that's weird in itself. But she's going from town to town and it's sort of like, this is interesting. And then um, she she kind of gets to this area of uh, like um, she she gets to this town and everyone has the same misconception, right? They're loading the bullets wrong. Yeah, they're loading them backwards into the gun somehow, mm. right? And so she goes and she says like, "Who's taught you how to do this?" And she's like, "Well, everyone knows. Everyone knows how how this all works. Yeah, how a gun works. We're raised from when we're you know." When we're young to be carrying a gun and this yeah. is how they work. Yeah, we all work in the gun factory. <laughs> and um, there's like... But nobody ever shoots them. They yeah. just ship them out. Yeah. Right? They've, they've all got guns, but they, nobody ever uses them. Like, it's like uh, working for a chocolate factory yeah. where they give you unlimited <laughs> yeah. amounts of chocolate until you get bored if you don't steal the chocolate. And... Uh, <laughs> And so everyone's got a gun. There's just no bullets. <laughs> but the they're, they're, safe... they're using the bullets the wrong way around. Ironically, the safest town in America. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Yeah, because it is the safest town in America. Yeah. There's no crime. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, no crime, right? Yeah. When she's teaching people how to, you know, use the gun properly, she's saying, well, if someone breaks into your house, it's like, they're like, breaks? <laughs> breaks into my house <laughs> who would break into my house why would anyone do that that seems like a really rude thing to do yeah. um and uh this is like out in like i don't know rural alaska or something yeah yeah right uh and i'm like oh, they could just ask i'd give them a peanut butter jelly and uh, jelly sandwich <laughs> um and uh they she gets to like the headquarters she goes she's like this something's wrong here mm. I'm going to the chapter of my organization where what's that like runs this whole scenario yeah. and asking some questions. And she, as she starts like asking the questions, she gets led into this room with um, uh, I don't know another white guy, Ben Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, <laughs> another uh, white guy. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> Just we're we're running out of conspiracy leaders. <laughs> <clears throat> and Ben Mendelsohn's like. Um, Oh, why did we not save him for the last one? <laughs> ben Mendelssohn would make a perfect postman. We're using him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he's like, Anna Kendrick, I'd, I understand your uh, your concerns. But uh, we do things a specific way in uh, here in rural Alaska, where I was born and bred. My, this is my rural Alaskan accent. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, ben of course. Uh Pan have a shrimp on the Alaskan Barbie. <laughs> we do things a certain way here, uh, Anna Kendrick's character and I do not appreciate you prying into the uh, specifics of our operative's teaching strategies. Uh, and she says, well, this is they're doing it wrong. It's a, it's a clear and present danger to the people of this town. Mm. And he's like, 
don't make me don't make me uh, just don't ask more questions <laughs> Anna Kendrick's character do not ask any more questions or I'll be forced to I, I love how every conspiracy thrilly uh, thrilly I keep saying thrilly um, conspiracy thriller yeah. villain that could be their catchphrase. <laughs> Don't ask any more Don't questions. Don't ask any more questions. And it won't work out well for you. And she says, "Listen, I'm going to go and tell people what's going on here." Yeah. Um. Uh. And as she leaves, the cops are called. Right. Mm. And all, all the way th- on on TV on radio, it's like the police are after a fugitive, Anna Kendrick. Oh. Right. And suddenly, people are coming out of their buildings and pointing their guns at her, pulling the trigger, and then dying. <laughs> because the bullets are, <laughs> bullets are backwards. <laughs> Why? There's no danger here. Everyone's just not to her, like, yeah. but she means well. She's trying to save these oh, right. people, but so everyone's it's... like, everyone's now using their guns. Even the police, yeah, are, like shooting and they're getting shot. And good lord! And she's trying to stop them. She's like, stop, bath. stop killing yourselves. If you pull that trigger. You're gonna die. You can't tell me what to you do. You can't threaten me. I'm American. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. And then they just and then, fall over dead. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an allegory for Americans believing conspiracy theories. Well, it's not even that. It's to, an to allegory. To the detriment of their own health. <laughs> it's, a, it's an allegory for um, the American myths about disarmament. <laughs> Like, what's going to happen if everyone if everyone gives their guns in? Only bad people will have guns then. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. I, I, can't, I just like the idea of, like, she's not the one in danger. Yeah. Everyone's dead around her, right? And of course, she's a gun safety advocate, uh, advocate so she's got a gun. Yeah. Right? And she's walking through a town down this, like, almost, like, western-looking, like, main street. And everyone around her is standing dead mm-hmm. when the army turn up. Yeah. And they see that she is standing in the middle of a town full of dead people with a gun. Yeah. Having never fired a shot. And, and that's how the film ends. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't know. Like that does the tank that's pointed at it, is that got it? Is that loaded wrong? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the tank explodes. <laughs> Cut to credits. Gangster's paradise. <laughs> I think that one had more credit than than a gangster's paradise ending time. <laughs> I don't know. I'll go to bat for this one. <laughs> Amish paradise by uh, yeah yeah that's by better. Weird Al. That's better. <laughs> yep. So those were our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. Uh, remember, if you if you want to give us a title anytime, anytime at all, anytime at all, we're waiting. <laughs> Life's a pitch podcast. <laughs> So now we go on to our final major conspiracy this week. Yeah. From Jeff Beard, who got Run from the Postmen. Run from the Postmen. Yep. Okay, so there's a... There's Sounds a, like an episode of Doctor Who. It does. And I, th- I think it, we should ha- it should have that vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but, so there's a, there's a small part of me, mm. the part that loves, like playing with the title more than playing with the story yeah um that m- wants me to say in the future it's it, it's it's uh 70 years in the future yeah. and the world is run by gangs okay. and um people are people that like they know are going to be a problem in the future are being like uh they're sending people back in time mm. that's why they're called the postmen but 
I I'm gonna stay away from that. Yeah. Because I don't like time travel movies. <laughs> and and they are hard to do. There's a reason it's never been on the poll. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because for, because uh, they're so difficult. Yeah. The 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 more because we tried to do it off, Mike. Yeah. Picture time travel movie. Yeah. Or just sort of play around with the time travel. Doing a time travel already. movie in one in one go is just really difficult. Yeah, no, you, you've got to at least do another pass <laughs> yeah. of a time travel movie, which Life's a Bitch podcast does not sort of lend itself to. Yeah. Um, and also, the other reason I'm not going to do that is because it's basically the plot to the film Looper. <laughs> Fair enough. And I think there's the, the Rain Man in that, which is very similar to Postman <laughs> in the way it's said. A little bit, a They've little bit. We've got man at the end of four letters. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, I'm thinking, because I had an idea for this, where the postal service, massively underfunded. Yeah. And there's a union that comes together in this dark room with candles and everything okay. like that. They're all, they're all hooded. Uh, well, because this is the thing, isn't it? The postal service yeah. now feels like a business. Yeah. But there is a history of it that feels almost like Archaic. the monarchy. Yeah, yeah. Right? No matter where you are, there's something about it that feels more grandfathered into culture yeah. than most other industries. Yeah. Institutions. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I, I could... For example, you could probably imagine someone delivering a parcel to Stonehenge. Absolutely. When that was about. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's... it's And there's, there's the same order still exists. Yes. It's you know? the same. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking this, uh, this sort of stonecutters-esque uh, group, group of people okay. who meet uh, in a hidden location with candles and, and ceremonial robes and everything like that. What, what, what hidden location, what popular and famous location would make a good postal room? Um, like I'm, 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 I'm thinking like the catacombs yeah. uh, in um, Notre Dame, in Notre Dame, yeah. right? Like where there's all those shelves and stuff, and it yeah. used to be an old sorting office, or like, um, like there's a, uh, there's oh, a. Oh, I'm thinking like Saint Paul's Cathedral. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. a place where all the roads sort of spread out from it. Yes. Like a church. Yes. Like, a, like an old, like the Knights Templar, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just postmen. <laughs> and I think the, the leader of this uh, of this post cult yeah. um, stands up and goes, you know what? I feel really underpaid. <laughs> it's just a union. Yeah, it's a union. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's a union. It's the postman's union, but it's framed as though it's like a secret order. I so I I don't think that that's the start of the film. Yeah, I think that we have some mysticism around that, mm. and I think like there's a little bit of a sort of you know they say that there were postmen at the first uh, who delivered the the stones of the first Stonehenge. That's how they got the the block on the top of the pyramid was was was, was, post, was an order of postmen yeah. and they took those secrets to their grave yeah, yeah. right um and i think that is being passed down to um let's say uh, danny pudi 
Danny Pudi? He's a new post uh, a postman. <gasps> He's right? just turned up for his first day of work. And there's uh, an old man talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like giving him the induction, mm. right? And I don't, know, I, I don't, I don't think like much secret societies. I don't think like the sort of uh, grassroots level postman is involved in it Ag- only agreed. through their actions only for a few years of service do they uh, do they then when they when they're being able um when they're able to trust them okay do the uh... maybe Danny Pudi's granddad yeah. used to be a postman okay right and his mum's told him about the stories that that he used to tell her yeah right so she wasn't a postman Hmm. But you know he's he take he wants to take after his granddad joins the uh, like joins the postal service yeah. and his mum's told him these like weird legends hmm. about like how how old and prestigious it is it's not about like the weird mysterious cult stuff yeah about the prestigious like the pre- prestigious part of like it's the old one of the oldest professions in the world yeah like and they did all these amazing things and so he joins up and I think he's got to sort of stumble in too too early mm. to um part of the postal service that they don't want you to see yeah it's the the lost post and it's like full of treasure <laughs> it's like national treasure but with postmen <laughs> like ev- all the lost post goes somewhere and nobody knows where it goes the stuff they couldn't deliver yeah and i think because it's run from the postmen yeah so there's got to be an element of danger absolutely with, with the post people so this is my this is my vibe right we see the structure of the the postal service right yeah. there are very high up people yeah. and they are currently um uh inspecting Danny Pudi's local precinct local yeah. sorting office it's uh, Tilda Swinton yes Tilda Sw- Swinton and um uh what's his name we have a cool Jonathan what's his name oh uh Ian McShane Ian McShane and T- Tilda Swinton right yeah they are the two are two of the really they're what they're what they're dressed in is like an ancient almost like looking um toga-esque pair of shorts (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) with like with like a grand like feathered cap they've got like an ermine satchel yeah With scrolls. Yeah. With scrolls permanently all the way down it. Ceremonial scrolls, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> and those are like... <laughs> you could even say like those are prophecies. Yeah. That, that, were <laughs> that are to be delivered at the end times. When when things are really hitting when the fan. When things really go badly. The seventh seal's broken. They, they deli- they're, su- they're supposed to deliver these, yeah. pr- well, these they're, prophecies. They're meant to break the seventh seal. Yeah, <laughs> which is the... <laughs> yeah, once yeah. the sixth go, yeah. that's the seventh. Yeah, yeah. On the, on the, the, on the letter. The seventh one is on, on one of those letters. Um, so anyway, um, uh, the... So I love this religion straight away <laughs> this, right? this religious cult based um, around delivering posts but uh, like so what's going to happen is people are rushing around right yeah. to, to try and accommodate them and while Tilda Swinton's off doing some inspections mm. um, uh, Danny Pudi no no Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Every <laughs> flipping time you said it he, three minutes ago He's he's got two first Names, really. <laughs> Ian McShane takes a shine to Danny Pudi, yeah, knowing he's new into the into the thing, right? Yeah. And he says, "Could you hold this, uh, Danny Pudi's character?" Sure, I sure can. 
that's my best Danny <laughs> impression. That's fine. Um, American. <laughs> I'm an American, Danny Pudi. I'm an um, American in England. <laughs> um, and uh, can you hold this for me? Uh, I I just need to uh, uh, tie my ceremonial shoelaces. I I sure I sure can. Why you? Uh, and does he look at the scroll? I think so. What he sees yeah. while he's hanging about when when he when he picks up the the bag mm. from the ground, he he stands up. Ian McShane's gone. Yeah, a door is only very slightly ajar. Yeah, right. And so he's like, Mister McShane, like Insp- Inspector McShane, and he's <laughs> like, um, uh, I guess they may be called like a high courier or yeah, something, yeah. right? High courier McShane. Um, and he and he goes through, and actually, um, you can see, uh, like. He he sees through a little through a little gap at the back of one of the sorting office like boxes, mm. um, Ian McShane plotting to take down Tilda Swinton, and oh, become wow. and become like or not even that. What they're gonna do is they are going to um, take the 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 lost parcels room. Oh. They're gonna raid it yeah. and then pin it on Tilda Swinton. It's it's hidden in the catacombs of St Paul's Cathedral, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The, the lost uh, all all lost post gets uh, gets what's what's the vacuum tubed and it's gold <laughs> and it's and it's secrets and it's blackmail yeah. material. And oh it's, yeah, and it's all been sorted into priority. It's how Diana died. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's where Madeline McCann is. It's everything. It's everything. It's, yeah. uh, it's um the the <laughs> it's the it's the chemicals that burnt the steel beams in on 9-11 yeah it's uh it's everything <laughs> um and and <laughs> it's you know yeah what what kind of jet fuel they used to melt the steel beams yeah, yeah. um <laughs> it's it's the chemical compound for for jet fuel that can burn steel beams <laughs> so i think in this characterization tilda swins is the real hard ass she's she's not very nice to Danny Pudi. No. And Ian McShane has been nice to Danny Pudi. That's when yeah. you kind of tend to flip it around, is that yeah. like Ian McShane's the baddie and, and um, Tilda Swinton's the person that eventually Danny Pudi has to save. Yes. To earn the trust of, etc. Mm. Um, Like, how are we going to... We need some good, like, set-piece places where Danny Pudi will discover more as well as try to um, uh, uncover this conspiracy. Um... Well, I I think he he stumbles across Ian McShane, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's talking to Danny Pudi's boss, yeah, uh, played by um, Jim Broadbent, yeah, who is a very very lovely old man who's been there for a few years at his, yep. his local local village, and uh, Ian McShane's like, oh, well, if if you don't sign with me, then you're against me, and then. Shoots Jim Broadbent okay. right then and there. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we can always get you replaced, and then and then Danny Pudi's like he walks in at that moment. Or Danny Pudi, um, like on the gunshot, yeah, goes scattering off like runs, well, no, no, right, I, and makes the noise. I, I really, I really like the idea yeah. of uh, of Ian McShane going. Oh, I'm sorry you had to be witness to this, Danny. It really, <laughs> really wasn't what I planned for you at all. Yeah. And then uh, Danny Pudi sort of escapes while yeah. he's been shot well, at by Ian McShane. This is what I'm thinking. Like, he, he jumps at the gunshot yeah. and whatever he's hiding behind, like, letters and parcels fall out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then 
Ian McShane looks around and then there there he is standing and he's like I'm sorry you had to be witness to this yeah, yeah. and then and then he takes off and goes yeah, yeah. like it's an accidental an accidental revealing of himself he's been he's been watching being silent but has just accidentally revealed himself yeah and, and meanwhile outside um, a load of Ian McShane uh, was it uh, what's the word loyalists yes Ian McShane loyalists uh, have cornered Tilda Swinton um, okay and uh, and Danny Pudi run, runs into a rescue uh, and they get in a, a post van <laughs> okay so they they're straight away like into on the run now yeah 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 and uh, and this is where uh, this is where Tilda Swinton's like oh god I knew this was coming why why could why did I not listen to uh, to high courier Mendelssohn when <laughs> Uh, when I was back in London, when he said he'd had a peak of the prophecy, yes, <laughs> and he's dead now as well. Yeah. Like we have a flashback to Ben Mendelssohn looking being at this cru- scroll, being crushed by a big red van. Yeah, <laughs> being crushed by a oversized parcel. Yeah, but by a by a parcel too heavy for that was mysteriously pushed off a, off a shelf yes yeah yeah and then uh, and then the camera zooms in and it's Ian McShane like <laughs> and then he runs <laughs> off and um, and Danny Pooh's like what what's uh, what's High Courier McShane after and Tillsman's like he must be after the hidden the lost post of of St. <laughs> Paul's Cathedral I don't know the, the lost post of the postmen yeah um, kind of thing so I mean, they're on the run. Yeah. While every postman in England, yeah, is out to kill them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Although I think I feel like I want in a conspiracy theory uh, or conspiracy thriller, mm. I, I feel like I want a bit where you don't know who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. Yeah. You know, like where maybe they haven't been discovered as of yet. Ian McShane hasn't, you know said they're he's on the on the hunt for them but like whoever's in charge sends them on a delivery like sends Danny Pudi on a delivery and Tilda Swinton's like you've got to go on it because it'll look weird otherwise right yes yeah yeah um and this is the thing that delivery is to Ian McShane's house Mm -hmm. in in the countryside a secluded a secluded isolated part of the countryside and Ian McShane offers him a bargain Yes. Uh, yeah. To, to join to join him and uh, and sort of <laughs> bring up the the, the new, all the you new need, postman all you order. Do, all you need do is take this stamp and put it on your bandolier. <laughs> Lick it and stick it. It's got the Queen's head winking at him. <laughs> and then from then on, it you can see. There's a visual representation of the guys who are loyalists because they've got the same stamp on yeah, there. Yeah, and they've all got tracking devices on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, um, all, all the ones, all the ones that Ian McShane's not too, uh, not too happy about. And um, I, I think Ian McShane's overall plan mm-hmm. is to get rich on this stuff mm. and then replace the whole order with drones, like, like sort of. Bezos is it up. You we know? we put we put drones in quite early on as yeah. well as as the new like maybe Jim Broadbent's looking at it, prodding it with a, with a stick. <laughs> yeah, what is it? I I can't make head nor tail of it. Actually, it's it's a drone, Mister Broadbent. It's a drone. Uh, it's it uh, will make our job easier. It'll uh, it'll just be 
uh, we just have to we just have to sit here and direct the uh, direct the drone and uh, not realizing at this naive Danny Pudi realizing <laughs> that drones just fly magically without any <laughs> any instruction at all. Yep. So it's um. That's that's weird. Who who flies the drones? I don't know. Computer. Yeah, it's weird. Isn't it? <laughs> um, Alexa does it. Yeah, Alexa does it. Oh God. Um, so yeah, uh, Ian McShane, the, the McShane drones, mm. what they're called. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing. He's he's got like he's got um, Deliveroo on side. Yes. Uh, he's got Amazon on side. Wait, I I think very much he might even be being lent on to do mm. to to do this. So the, or actually no. Do you know what? I kind of prefer the stories where the the villain is driven to do something by those pressures. Yeah. Okay. So it's not that they're on side. It's that the the postal service is getting so underfunded because of yeah. Amazon and Deliveroo and all that stuff. Yeah. Not I'm that, going not to find that, these these lost posts so we can so we can live live like live comfortably future. for everyone every postman to live comfortably while while the the our jobs are being taken by these drones. All we need to do is blackmail the monarchy. <laughs> You know, they've got all this compromising yes. material, right? Like yes. that's the whole thing. He's gonna he's gonna use all the stuff that the posters post the service will find has found over the years. Yes. In order to blackmail everyone. everyone. Yeah. So like high high ranking government officials, uh, monarchy, everything like that. And uh, Danny Pudi's like, this isn't the way. We can we can work this out. We can work this out. He's yeah. like, no, I've spoken to the higher ups. <laughs> and they're like, holy shit. <laughs> There's people higher than Ian McShane. Yeah, and you know me, Tom. I'm in at that point. Oh, it's called well, it's called the John Wick cycle. <laughs> well, I think I've found where this is the big reveal. I think that the last set piece here mm-hmm. is very much like um, uh, it's very much like Skyfall, right? Mm-hmm. It's um, Danny Pudi, um, uh, I, I, like Tilda Swinton. Yeah, they go out to this. Uh, a rural area they they end up hi- hiding out in what is a dog sanctuary okay right do they find the uh, the, the, the 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 hidden the hidden scrolls of blackmail i think they have stolen the key to it okay right i think the delivery that danny pudi was sent with to mm. prove himself um was a was the key yeah right um, after he took after he took Ian McShane's bargain, yeah, and well, ended up stealing it. Well, they are then once they've hidden out in this place, yeah, they're then sent. This postman arrives with with a letter, with a. This seems like a post credit scene. No, no, no. We, <laughs> no. This is this is like right. We've we've got the keys now. What do we do? And then this letter arrives, and it's got. It's got a photo in it of Ian McShane dead. Oh. With this giant stinger in him. Right. With the letter, I'll be seeing you. <laughs> be spelled with two E's. Right. What? And then suddenly you hear this buzzing. Yeah. As, as thousands of drones... Come, come flying, flying through the valley of this rural. Why did I know this was going to end up with bees? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I was imagining bees in this when I when I first heard that title. I was just suddenly imagining. 
this is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm the prophet. It's, it's meant to be. It's meant to be. <laughs> because the higher up, yeah. it's revealed, is Jeff Bezos. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeff Bees. OS. You know how I um the operating system. <laughs> the operating system. He's not a real person. With the drones. He's not. Chi- I don't know where the stinger came from. No. <laughs> Bezos is not. He's not a real bee. He's not a real bee. But I think he. he it's a bee themed bad guy. Yeah, it's, it's a bee themed bad guy. I think. I think I. Um, Tom, I'm taking an executive decision here. That's yeah. going after the credits. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> because I feel like, like. <laughs> Then we've got a whole other film to do. <laughs> We'd set up a good thematic villain for this one. <laughs> this one is just a pun. <laughs> I like how my mind sort of subconsciously went, nah, it was rubbish. <laughs> bee pun. <laughs> I like the way Jeff Bezos sounds like Bees OS. It does, and I've got yeah, to yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Like, I, I am not... Honestly, I don't want to come down on this idea. Yeah. If anything, I want it to be the sequel. It's it's a part of the of the of the world. It should be the next step well, in our thing. John Wick saga. This is the thing. I think this is the scene in it. Maybe Ian McShane's not dead. Um, maybe maybe they do get a letter saying I'll be seeing you, and then all these drones come in, and it's it's much like Doctor Robotnik. Okay capturing load of animals in uh, who's flying the drones bees <laughs> bees caught up in that there's something I've got to ask Tom yeah I appreciate your bees situation mm. but it doesn't really answer the main conceit of this film which is to say the main threat of this film which is to say there's still a room somewhere with loads of blackmail material it's, it's just a set piece it's just a set but we're setting up for the sequel I okay, so let me let me rewind a bit. Yeah. This dog sanctuary out in the out in the thing, right? Yeah. I use the dog sanctuary because I want the imagery of loads of dogs holding off a tide of postmen. <laughs> Actually that is better. That is yeah. Um yeah. and then but of course the dogs are eventually sort of um uh scared off by a weird siren thing that that Ian McShane uses. Yeah. Right? To the, you know, it's the technology from the drone mm. that's like, Wee-wee! and it's sort of yeah. like a, a weird reverse dog whistle. Oh, no. So and it all scares the dogs, all the dogs off. All the dogs run off into the lake. And so now Ian McShane is like there at the door yeah. with a load of load of postmen. And they, clearly Danny Pudi and... and uh, uh, how am I so Tilda bad? Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Clearly Danny Pudi and Tilda Swinton have lost. Yeah. But then... Um, uh, like and and all the way through, Danny Pudi had um a uh a pair of like he had the key in the back pocket of his pair of shorts. Yeah. Right. And um, all these and, and of course just like like a sort of um the way the dog bit will will play out is a mm. bit like um uh bed knobs and broomsticks. You know, like a, a kind of like sort of almost slapstick. The dogs are like biting the bums of the of the um, yeah. uh, postman and stuff. Okay, yeah. And then um, uh, he's like, "I've got you now. Hand over the key." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I've just got it in my back pocket." And he turns round, and it's just an exposed patch of bum and a dog's bitten the oh, pocket out no. and eaten the key. And he's he's already sent them scattering around the world. Is this how it ends? Then? Yeah, like he's yeah. he's he's beaten because the key's gone. 
and then and then I guess it sort of sets it up for the sequel where sort of rise of the up. drones. Yeah. I guess yeah. Yeah, sort of after credits, where that guy turns up with yeah. the with an "I'll be seeing you." Yes, I'll be seeing you. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense totally. It, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's written in black and yellow, <laughs> alternating, alternating black and yellow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there we go. I like that actually. Run from the postman. Yeah. It's a kind of like strange style of like it's conspiracy, but also weird, like happy, weird slapstick with yeah. also a little bit of like high convoluted concept. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, thank you for the title. Uh, who Jeff gave it? Beard. Uh, Jeff Beard. Thank you, yeah. Jeff B. Mm. Mm. Oh dear, you don't know. You never know with these people. By which I mean people with B in their name. Ah, buzzing. <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed it though. Um, if you have enjoyed it, please consider telling your friends about it. Yeah. Um, uh, we've got a lot of past episodes. A in- lot. This is 281. 281. And that's just solid episodes. We've got deleted scenes as well. Yep, it's... um, There's like 500 hours of content or something stupid. There's a lot of material there. There's a lot of material there. Um, If you have enjoyed it, please tell your friends. Uh, We we do appreciate it. You can't always go around telling everyone, but... It's it you know if you do get the opportunity to to recommend a podcast to people we really 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 appreciate the people who have been doing that. Um, but in addition to that, you could of course always go over to patreon.com forward slash life's a pit podcast where each week, um, if you give us a little bit of money to uh, a little bit of money a month, like one, like one dollar a month, yeah. it's such a small amount of money. Yeah, you um, get to vote on the on the genre. Yeah, and like that's you not only showing your support for us doing this uh, but in addition you are going to be like deciding what your favorite genres are to hear yeah five dollars a month gets you some extra content yeah you get you get like bonus pitches every single yeah. week which is just super cool mm. um uh, and those people who do that and i guess the, the final reward of that is that you get your name read out on the show every week yes um, just like these people that is Ross Originals, Brandon Spanky Mills. Does nobody find it odd that a dragon targeted whales? Jeremy L. Kayam, Stephen D. Thomas, Fingers to Hand, Mr. Beakfast, a group called Huskdawn have captured the channel, James Delaney. New scramble, more like old mortgage rates. In today's news, vigilantes have stolen breakfast. Brent Black. I yearn for a simpler time, Mavis. Remember BP Beans? Look, I'm sorry that I prefer to eat out, but I, it makes me feel like I exist. Webisk Turner has broken free and is battling the serial dragon of Wales. Joseph Hegarty, Prime Minister, was it all worth it? Was it all worth it? Newcastle, more like more hassle, Pete. Alex NSFW, okay, everybody be nice, Carl gets here soon and he's changed somewhat. Glenn, I can't if I can't trust you with an airport, you'll you can just run the RAF. Prime Minister, the Queen is here, she's really anger. And Prime Minister, we agreed not to talk coronavirus. This universe has enough on. So thank you for all those real people. Yes, all those real people with all those real names. And and we've got a real award to give out this week, right, Tom? Yes, yes. Well, we've got three nominations this week. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this is the Yes, Very Clever Award. We give it out at the end of every episode to someone who's given us a title based around an existing title. 
quite a few of these. I can imagine. They thought they got away with it. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, they, uh, I reckon they thought uh, they got away with it. Um, can't get pa- can't get anything past you. Oh yeah, no, no. I was just like, hmm, that sounds very, uh, very much like very the, clever. Uh, yes, it sounds very clever. <laughs> very much, very much like the uh, the naming convention for the Da Vinci Code. Um, so speaking of which, uh, from all the worlds of stage, we've got the Hamilton hypothesis. <laughs> I kind of like that one actually. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Um, <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda's Dark Secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> featured last in last week's deleted scenes. Yep, yeah. Where he we didn't, try... he didn't write uh, Hamilton, did he? Where we try to find uh, Hollywood actors that we don't think are bad, and then <laughs> decide to come up with dark secrets for them. <laughs> uh, from Jeremy. And Elkayan, we've got Marathon Manuscript. <laughs> uh, I like that actually. Uh, the the, uh, the the Hamilton hypothesis one was the the one that was uh, mm. the most subtle, I think. Yes. Uh, and then we've got uh, from Connor with an O or uh, Mavis's existential crisis. We've got the Mandalorian candidate, <laughs> <laughs> which which was the original winner. Yep. Um, <laughs> this week. Uh, so thank you there I've been Tom McGrath I've been Matt Turner remember who pitched it <laughs> <laughs>